Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, we talk with Quentin McFerrin from Pro Football yesterday on Instagram about the NFL draft and some of his hot quarterback takes. Then Eric takes us through some Chad Forbes hot draft takes, and we break down the latest rumor of Russell Wilson possibly becoming a New York bleeping giant. So join the show everyone can afford to listen to, the Nosebleed Seats. Yes, well, Chuck, but before we get to that, of course, we got to talk to our listeners about our great friends over there at Lone Star Green CBD. The website, it's up, it's running, and, and people are absolutely loving it. LoneStarGreenCBD.com, Nosebleed Seats. We have our own promo code, NBS15. You'll get 15% off at the checkout. And here's the deal, man. If you go up to your local CBD shop here in Texas, say, you walk up to the counter, you want to get it over the counter, it's probably going to run you 60 70 80 bucks. You go to Lone Star Green CBD, it's 34 and then you get the discount off, and you're walking out smiling. You are smiling, sir, because you just saved 15% off with Lone Star Green CBD just by using our promo code NBS15. For those of you that aren't aware of CBD and kind of the things that it can treat for you, pain relief. It's neuroprotectant. Seizures, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, Certain aspects like that, if you've got some loved ones that are struggling, CBD might be the answer. Anti-anxiety. It'll increase your appetite. And it'll improve your sleep. CBD, it's the newest, the latest, the greatest. And if you're interested, there's no better place to go than our friends at Lone Star Green CBD. Yep, it's the peppermint tincture oil. That's what's popping right now. They got topicals. They got gummies. All that stuff is coming soon. But right now, it's the best tincture in the business. It smells good. It tastes good. And you will not regret it. It's LoneStarGreenCBD.com. And what do you do when you get there, Walchuk? Tell them the nosebleed seats sent you. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show, everyone, can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside my main man, Eric Chiafalo. Powered by the Pro Football Network. You can follow all the goodness of the Pro Football Network at PFN365. You can follow us at Nosebleed Pod and myself at Zach Wolchuk at Chiafalo Sports. Follow all the podcasts, consume all the content on the Pro Football Network website, we've got all kinds of goodies. It's greatness. It's beautifulness. Eric, my man, we've been out of the sheets. We've been away from the safe space now God, I've for over a week. God, I've missed you so much. I've oh, missed dude. you so freaking much. I mean, I haven't been this blue in months, and uh, it's really no one to blame but yourself. But you're here now. That's all I can ask for. And I'm just excited to make sweet, sweet football love to you right now oh man i am so sorry so sorry to the listeners so sorry to pro football network um i had a rough week my girlfriend's grandmother passed away then i had a family relative pass away all within the span of uh, about 72 hours um so i had a lot to juggle there in terms of services uh and just being there for for her for my mother, my family, you know, there, there was just a lot going on. And it, it, we're a family first kind of place here, not only with the nosebleed seats, but at Pro Football Network. So big shout out to King Kai, uh, Matthew Kanata at the PFN, everybody for supporting us and allowing us to take the time off that we needed to. And thank you for you as well 
uh, for for being understanding and, and always being my my one true lover. Absolutely, brother. I'm just happy everything's all right. I'm happy uh, we're back here. We're together, uh, and I know we're gonna get a little bit spicy because we're gonna have we're gonna bring uh, an extra person into the bedroom here. We've been off for a while. We figured why not spice things up? We get back in here together. Let's throw a, a little Quentin McFerrin action in here, talking ball and uh, just making sweet, sweet, safe space love. Yeah. How much? I, I mean, I you think this guy's a ginger? Yeah, there's a there is a part of me. His name's Quentin, and then he's McFerrin, so you know he's Irish. Yeah, that Irish, and that's what threw me off. Because he's got that Irish McFerrin, but he's got he comes in strong with that African Quentin, you know. And so it's like, what the hell are we dealing with here? You know, I've been to Africa, and I didn't meet a single Quentin. Really? Yeah. I thought you had cousin Quentin. No, I don't. Damn. Not that I know of. You never know. Well, maybe it's North African, because obviously you are our resident South African Caucasian American Jew. True. And so maybe it's more of a North African name, that Quentin. That's possible. Africa's a big, big place. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And so is Quentin McFerrin's draft knowledge. So I'm pretty excited. Pro I wonder football how big yesterday. His mock is. Yeah. Well, from from the from the looks of it, and I think he's he's I think he's got the double mock situation going. Ooh, uh, yeah. Two so mocks. two heads are better than one. You know it. I know it. We know it. And the dude flexes his muscle every single draft season. The veins in the. I mean, you you'll get to see it for yourself. Uh, and if if you're lucky, you'll get a little taste of it as well. Yeah, so we're going to just, you know, why wait? Why hesitate? We got Quentin McFerrin, who has made the Instagram Pro Football Yesterday. Search Pro Football Yesterday on Instagram. That is run by Quentin McFerrin. It's honestly a great follow, especially if you're a football fan. He has a ton of great knowledge, not only on football, draft. He's a Steelers fan, so we'll ask him a little bit about that situation. Always some drama going on with Pittsburgh. So uh, let's just go ahead and bring him on. What do you say, Chi? Let's do it. And joining us now on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo from the Pro Football Yesterday on Instagram, it is Quentin McFerrin. Quentin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Now, Quentin, uh, give us a little bit of a backstory about yourself and how this Instagram pro football yesterday became about. Um, I loved sports uh, growing up. Always been a big football guy in particular. And I so love I sports. To, you love sports. Yeah, I started putting my ideas out there, and it just kind of turned into an Instagram page where I just post my thoughts and kind of roll with it. So have you you know, gathered quite the following here on this Instagram? Do you get a lot of good feedback? Um, Plenty. It's definitely grown a lot in the last couple months. I've started doing uh, a lot of draft comparisons and such and trying to get a good uh, reading on the prospects that are coming up here in the next, what is it, two weeks? Yeah, less than that. Less than, bro. We're almost draft week, Quentin. Jesus, you're a draft guy. All right, so that's exciting because that's what we kind of want to talk about. We're kind of we're football guys. We're draft guys. You're a draft guy. You like sports. So let's just break it down, dude. Like the quarterback. So that's what I really want to get down to. We know we think we think we know Kyler Murray's going number one. The Oakland Raiders. John Gruden might have something to say about it. Uh, is is Kyler your clear cut number one quarterback in this class, or 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 uh, or is it like a Daniel Jones maybe? Um, Kyler's my number two. Uh, my number one is actually sliding down mock draft. The guys who do the mock draft, like McShade, is not as high on this guy as I am. But I'm a huge fan of Dwayne McShay. Haskins Come coming on. out of Ohio State. So Dwayne Haskins is your guy. I'm glad that you brought him up because, you know, he really is amongst teams, I think is what it is. These draft experts, they get close to the draft, they talk to GMs, they talk to scouts, and it does appear Dwayne Haskins 
Some say could even be ranked as the fourth best quarterback in this class, depending on what team they poll. Uh, what, do you, why do you think the reason is Haskins could be sliding? And on the counter, what is it about Haskins that you think makes him the best quarterback in the class? I think Haskins is sliding solely because there's so much hype now around Daniel Jones and how he compares to uh, Mitch Trubisky from two years ago. They think that a small school guy, a school that's known as a basketball school, can produce a quarterback like Trubisky again. Interesting. Uh, and, and Drew Locke, where is he in the mix there? Because some people are saying he could be the second best quarterback in this class. Locke has a huge arm and he has all the tools. It's just I don't think he makes the right uh, decisions on the field. He probably blows away teams when GMs with his IQ. It's just it doesn't translate on the field. So I know, so obviously, uh, well, I don't even know if we've mentioned this yet, but you're you're deep and rooted in Pittsburgh. You're a Pittsburgh guy. So if Haskins is your number one, I've seen Haskins fall in a little bit. Maybe he ends up at 11 with uh, new head coach Zach Taylor and company there in Cincinnati. As a Steelers man, how would that make you feel Haskins comes to the division? Oh, that'd be scary. That'd be definitely something that all, all three teams in the AFC North would have to look out for. Yeah, when it comes to Haskins... I think it's the mobility aspect that is scaring a lot of teams off. When you look at he, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that can move extremely well, and I think that's what's kind of elevated Kyler Murray. You know, you talk about, and this is just an open conversation here we're having between three football guys, but Kyler, you take the knock of him being undersized when you look at his ability to play from outside the pocket, extend plays, make plays with his legs, Throw from outside right, the pocket. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with Haskins, the limited mobility, do you think that's a fair knock on him? Um, to an extent. I think that he is extremely mobile within the pocket, which is what NFL GMs look for, is guys who can maneuver the pocket and make it do what they want it to do. Uh, I don't want to throw out Brady because he's the obvious example, but Brady does the same thing. Yeah, I've heard some comparisons. I mean, a lot of people have compared Haskins to Brady, which is funny. As soon as I started hearing those comparisons, all of a sudden Haskins starts falling down draft boards. I'm like, this is not adding up to me. And so I'm wondering, maybe there's some smokescreen situations happening there. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on Daniel Jones. You mentioned him. We are uh, big not Daniel Jones guys. And so I was just wondering if if you felt the same. Uh, Daniel Jones would be ideal for a team that has a good coaching staff and surrounding prospects, like surrounding uh, cast in place. And and a team that maybe has like a better quarterback? Right, where he can sit for a year or two and try and maneuver and learn an NFL offense. Now, is there an under-the-radar quarterback for you, kind of a sneaky guy that isn't getting a lot of praise that you think could end up being a diamond in the rough of this class? Um, he's actually started getting a lot more attention now that I've said something about him, but Ryan Finley from NC State. And he's what is it about Finley? Uh, he's got all the tools. It's just he, once again, coming from a smaller school that's not necessarily known for producing uh, big-name quarterbacks. He's just He didn't have a great surrounding cast in college, and so now he's got to prove that he can throw with the big boys. Now, Eric, you mentioned uh, we've got a Steeler fan on our hands. Yeah, we big Steelers. Guys. There happens to be a lot of drama that left Pittsburgh but is still kind of finding a way to creep its way back to Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Big Ben Roethlisberger. What is your opinion on the drama with the Steelers? Is Ben a racist? Um, If you look at Mendenhall's tweet about 
Ben being a racist. He actually uh, backed down on it with a second tweet. Saying I bet that made you feel good, didn't it? It did because I personally wasn't the biggest Mendenhall fan. Uh, he kind of cost us. Whoa, uh, whoa, are you ranks. racist? I'm not. Okay. Uh, you don't have to warrant that question. That's just that's well. Your name's Quentin, so I mean, I figured there's no way you could be racist against a black. Well, guy. McFerrin, you've got to be Irish. We know the Irish history. Oh yeah, there's some there. Very good. Are uh, you the only? Are you the only Quentin with uh, white complexion that you, that you know? I actually don't. One of my best friends is also named Quentin. He just spells it a bit different than I do. And he's also not black. True. Now I'm wondering who the racist is. How do you spell Quentin? Uh, mine is Great Q-U-E-N-T-I-N. Oh, wow. I spelled it right. So were you were you named after Quentin Nelson, guard of the uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts? His is actually O-N there at the end. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Mine, it would have yeah. been timely, yeah. though. I mean, you guys were coming around the same time. All right, what about maybe like Tarantino? Yeah, he just said that. You just talked over him like you always do. My bad. Gosh. Eric, get the yeah, mic Yeah, my off. dad was a huge uh, Pulp Fiction fan and decided, you know what, Quentin's a good name. No, I think it's a phenomenal name. Now, where do you think the Steelers might look in the draft? Uh, they are deeply tied with Devin Bush, out of Mich- uh, the middle linebacker out of Michigan. With uh, uh, essentially a Ryan Shazier replacement? See, I'm one of the few that believe Ryan Shazier is still going to play. Really? Whoa! I do. That would be uh, maybe the most incredible story in sports history. It would be up there, right up with Tiger winning the Masters. Yeah, no, Tiger winning the Masters was was truly incredible. When and he, Ryan Shazier from maybe never walking again to playing in an NFL game. And then obviously maybe like Texas Tech winning the national championship. And we've had a lot of big things yeah, happen recently. You never know what can happen in the sports world. Yeah, if Ryan Shazier steps on an NFL field again, he'll be up there with the great stories. Yeah, are he, you going out on are you going on record right now saying Shazier will put on that Steelers uniform once again? Ryan Shazier will play in the NFL again. Holy hell. All right, but not necessarily for the Steelers. All right. I don't think it would be for any other team. Uh, that's I 100% believe it would be the Steelers if he does it. They've kept him on the roster uh, for two reasons. Uh, the first reason being he's been scouting for the Steelers, mm. and he's in love with Devin Bush. Oh, okay. All right, very good. All right, so a uh, question for you. Walchuk likes to call the Pittsburgh Steelers the Pittsburgh Steelers. More like the Pittsburgh Feelers. I like to call them the Pittsburgh. What was that again? The Pittsburgh Feelers. What are your thoughts, Quentin? Well, I think everybody forgets to throw the squealers on there because that fits too. Ooh, I do like that. The Pittsburgh Squealers. See, there you go. Okay. Quentin. All right. All right. So are you locking in Devin Bush in the first round for your Steelers? Assuming he's there. Um, there's been rumors that the Ravens won him too, losing C.J. Mosley. And so they'd have to avoid a trade up there. If Devin Bush is not there, look for Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington. So is it defensive heavy draft, are you thinking, for the Steelers? Maybe they uh, try to draft another receiver in the middle rounds and turn him into an all-time badass? Well, that's what the Steelers t- uh, tend to do, is they draft guys after round two and just turn them into superstars. But overall, uh, a defensive sort of draft for the Steelers overall? I think if they go with Devin Bush in round one, they'll end up with a corner in round two and then a receiver in round three. Are there any receivers in that third-round projected area you've got your eye on? Uh, Miles Boykin from Notre Dame. Mm. He's an absolute animal. They do have a knack of just turning out sensational receivers. What do you think about the loss of Antonio Brown? you think they'll be just fine? I personally do. If you look back in the last 20 years of the Steelers, 
they have been phenomenal at re- replacing talent that they've lost. If you look at Lamar Woodley and Santonio Holmes, just for example, when they lost Santonio, everybody thought they were done for. And then here comes Antonio Brown. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable the way they the way they're able to just interchange. Well, Le'Veon Bell, here's James Conner. Yeah, exactly. Like their right. offensive weapons, uh, and I wonder if that's really a testament to Ben. You know, he's just able to kind of make it work with just about anybody you throw out there with him, uh, which is pretty awesome. But you know, I think uh, draft wise, if they, if they go defense, that sounds about right to me. But I know there is a receiver that a lot of people have talked about, uh, not necessarily in connection with the Steelers, but I just want to get your thoughts. Did you see DK Metcalf with his shirt off? If so, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Why does he play receiver? Okay, so not sex. All right, very good. We're, we're two different guys. That's fine. Walchuk? What other position do you think he should have played, and what is your favorite position? My favorite position? Wait, hold on. Before I answer that, we're still talking football. Uh, Jesus, Quentin, what else would we be talking about, man? I mean, my God. You know, knowing you guys, I have to check. I'm glad that you know us, but... You can speak freely. It's a safe space. So missionary, I mean, Jesus, you're that simple. Personally, I love evaluating quarterbacks. I uh, played quarterback coming up. I just, uh, I've always had a knack for watching the position. Pitch and catch, I like it. And then, uh, what was your other question there again? Position. You so quarterbacks is your position, right? For uh, but DK Metcalf, I think he would have been a phenomenal corner. And with the body, he probably should have played safety. Nobody's nobody's running to him over the middle. No, he would definitely be a thumper. I think. Uh, do you think DK Metcalf is the best receiver in this class, or do you think that the outstanding combines just kind of elevated him? Oh, he's definitely one of those combine freaks. I do. This is another one, but I think that AJ Brown from the same school is better than he is. Thank you so much because we echo those same sentiments just a few episodes ago. Well, if you look at the numbers, it's really easy. Uh, DK Metcalf only had about. 65 receptions over three years at Ole Miss, and A.J. Brown had 85 last year. Yeah, D.K. is sort of the Rashawn Gary of their receiver group, just absolutely physical, specie man, but the production is just not there. 100% on that. Now, you're a Steelers fan living in Cowboy territory, is that correct? Yes, sir. So you do somewhat follow along with, you know, the Cowboys and what's going on in Jerry World. Uh, yes, for the most part. So what are you thinking? You know, the Cowboys don't have a first-round pick, but uh, with their first selection at 58, I think the – it seems like defensive line safety will be the area of need that they attack. Uh, what, what are you kind of thinking about the Cowboys draft situation? I think they should definitely go safety with the addition of Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn and Demarcus Lawrence is going to be a nasty duo this year. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. We're actually going to play some David Cantor audio. Demarcus Lawrence's agent uh, get into some of that. Those were that was almost a deal that did not get done. Thankfully, it did get done, or else the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. Would, uh, I would have knocked when I do my regular season predictions. I probably would have knocked the Cowboys two or three wins if they weren't able to get Demarcus Lawrence taken care of. I don't disagree with you at all. He, he's a, he's a major major impact player and the best defensive player on that defense, even with uh, a stud linebacker duo in Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Now, the other question I want to ask you. Mock drafts, do you do one? Do you have one, or you just kind of follow them? Um, a bit of both. I've done two so far this year. I don't like to do a lot of them because I think you fall into patterns if you do too many. Well, let me uh, g- give me a quick first <laughs> ten picks on your girthy mock draft, Mr. Quentin McFerrin. All right, let me see what I've got here. Uh, off the top, off the top of your head, you know, uh, where this is not pre-planned, Quentin, don't you – 
with me here. Muscle memory, Quentin. God, Quentin, I know you know the top ten picks. Number one, Arizona. Go, go. Rapid fire. Fuego Rapido. Fuego Rapido. Murray, Murray, Bosa, Allen. I think that's a solid top three, and I don't think that's changing. Okay, that's locked in. Right, and I do believe that Quinn and Williams to Oakland is almost a solid bet, too. I like that. I think the Buccaneers at five go Greedy Williams. The, Ooh, uh, a little they bit have of a reach. Front seven. They've got a good front seven, and they're really just missing one more big secondary piece. Um, Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Bama to the Giants at six. Okay. I did like Haskins there at first, but with these rumors that Russell Wilson wants to play in New York, I think they stay away from quarterback. Gosh, I really hope that does not happen. Wow, I think uh, no Daniel Jones as a Giant. I was really looking forward to that. Um, like I said, though, I think that there's a 50-50 chance Russell Wilson ends up out there. Mm. I hope not. Let's move ahead to seven. I love his wife. Seven, uh, got Montez Sweat going to Jacksonville. Okay, I can see that. Let him sit under Calais Campbell for a year, learn the craft a little more, and then he'd be a, a he'd be able to wreck shop out there. I dig it. I have Noah Fant, the tight end from Iowa to Detroit. Ooh! Wow, top ten! Holy balls! No T.J. Hawkinson. You're a Fant guy. I'm a Fant guy because I think Detroit needs weapons for Stafford. He loves to sling the ball around, and Fant is a excellent receiver. Hawkinson's more your all-around guy, and for some teams, I'd pick him. But for the Lions, I would pick Fant. For the Lions, do you do you call their coach uh, Pat Patricia or Fat Patricia? He's definitely Fat Patricia. All right, very good. Moving on. All right, nine, I've got Ed Oliver to the Bills. Oh, you've got him in the top ten. God my, dang it. You put him in my division. My you put favorite AFC's. player in this draft. You really are a bleep poll, Quentin. You know that? I've heard. Really? All right. All right. All right, let's put a bow on this thing. Number 10. Number 10, I've got Drew Locke going to the Broncos. From everything I've heard, John Elway loves this kid. Interesting. So even though they make the trade for Flacco, you think they still pull the trigger on Locke? I do because, honestly, that's my pro comp for Locke is Flacco. I think they're very similar prospects. They're similarly built, and John Elway is like, yeah, let's get all these strong-arm kids in here, and we'll uh, we'll make them good quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Elway's criteria is be tall, be and uh, you can play quarterback for him. Throw the ball 80 yards, and that's, that's about it. All right, that's quite the criteria. Quentin McFerrin, ladies and gentlemen. Quentin, you are the man. Kiss is on the way out, brother. Happy drafting, and we love you. Yep, thank you, guys. Girl, you know I miss you. I just want to kiss you. But I can't right now, so baby, kiss me through the phone. Kiss me through the phone. I'll see you later. Big thank you there to uh, Quentin McFerrin for joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo. Well, Quentin seems, you know, he sounded like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he seemed like an interesting fella. Uh, I enjoyed that. I, I can't say I enjoyed it, but it was fun. You didn't enjoy it. But it was fun. It was fun. It was a great time. But not enjoyable. Thank you, Quentin, for everything. Okay. Thank you, Quentin. Uh, and, of course, you can check out his Instagram at Pro Football yesterday. Now, Chi, you you wanted to do a little something here, and by golly, I hope it's it's faster and better than quick hits. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually hoping to as well. I've put a lot of thought, time, effort, and energy into it, and uh, it's all original work by me, so it is uh, officially time for Chad Forbes' Draft Bombs. All right, so we're going to do Chad Forbes' Draft Bombs here. Now, we're just slightly over a week away. 
from the draft. Yeah, we I are. I mean, it is it is creeping up. It is almost. You see this here. thing? You see this? Puppy? I see that thing. That that is usually a chub. It's full torque, bro. I am I am literally about to go on a in those NC State sweats. It's funny we were talking about Ryan Finley from NC State. You're rocking the Wolfpack sweats. I am. I got that Philip Rivers torque going right now. I am unstoppable. The stamina is through the roof, and I will be rock hard for the next seven days, brother. So, with that being said, let's dive right in to my original content. Chad Forbes draft bomb. Let's do it. All right, number one in the bombs. According to Chad Forbes, multiple teams want to trade down. He said it's the same every year, but it's all dependent on how the board falls, GM's thoroughness, and willingness to strike a deal. He said in this draft, the one team I'd almost guarantee trades down is none other than my Miami Dolphins. Miami Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. Hey, hey, hey. So from 13, they're thinking about, you know, picking up some extra draft capital, sliding Mm. down that puppy maybe to 19, 20, 21. uh, Still pick up a nice little player. And uh, like I said, pick up some more draft picks. So I think that's, you know, every year you go into the draft, teams always want to trade down. That's It's just a matter of if other teams want to trade up. We always come out of the draft and everybody's like, yeah, you know, we took our guy, we tried, we made calls, we tried to trade down, but no one wanted to bite, so we stayed there and we took the pick. And as much as he says he thinks the Dolphins are going to trade down, I think they're going to try to. It's just a matter of can you find the, the right partner. Yeah, and for them, as they like to stockpile future draft picks so they can go and eventually get one Cam Lawrence, which should be the play, unless there's they're really just in love with Justin Herbert AKA, or somebody next year. A.K.A. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor. What did I said Cam? You said Cam. Man. It's all right. You've had that Cam Newton shirtless photo just in your mind for, for weeks. How'd now. you find out about that? Yeah, well, you, you talk in your sleep, all right, homie? And <laughs> clearly, we sleep together. Wow, this is news to me. Yeah, sorry I had to do Jeez, that Jeez, I'm here. sorry, Trevor. No, but a.k.a. football Jesus really is what he is. Great point. Um, okay, Chad Forbes, draft bomb number two. Daniel Jones. You're going to like this, Walchuk. You ready for this? I love this. Oh, my God. Wait Any, for this. As soon as you say Daniel Jones, I perk up. I didn't even. I said Daniel, and then you already I was, knew. Oh, what, what is it? Daniel, Daniel Jones to the Giants has been a done deal for months. Yes. According to Mr. Chad Forbes with the Forbes draft bomb. He said he wouldn't be surprised if, quote, unquote, young Eli already had a playbook. He said the only question is where the Giants turn in the card. Will it be 17th overall, or will they get cute and see if he makes it to 37, which is where they pick next, which would be in the second round, early there in the second round. He says, I bet he would make it to 37. Basically saying the Giants are the only team in the league that would even think about taking a bleeping chance on Daniel Bleeping Jones in the first bleeping round. So they don't even necessarily have to take him at 17, but... Do they get cute, wait for him to 37? I don't know. That gets a little bit risky. Maybe they have to trade back into the top of the first round in order to make the selection. Who knows? But what say you, Walchuk? Daniel Jones, done deal, Giants. Interesting. That does not surprise me. If anything, it should excite you. Because there's a lot of correlation there, as Chad Forbes went ahead and articulated 
with the Manning and Daniel Jones and the connection with Cutcliffe and New York and Duke and all of the above, the thing that might throw a wrench in these plans, and I got a bomb for you. Oh, God, a Walchuk bomb? A Walchuk bomb. A Walchuk draft bomb right it's here on the Nose Seats? Draft bomb, baby. Holy hell. All right, give it to me. Have you seen these reports? Russell Bleepin Wilson wanting to go play in New York? You know, I did. There's been rumblings for a little while now, ever since he demanded that, you know, that April 14th due date on his, uh, or was it 15th? Either way, tax season is here. Get them done, people. It's actually already over, so you're bleeped. But once he put that out there, that he wanted that new extension, everything started coming out like maybe he's doing that because he knows the Seahawks can't or won't do it, and he's basically forcing his way out of Seattle. Interesting. Uh Tyron Matthew, big, big fan of his and friend of the show. You used to call him Tyron Mateau. Yeah, Mateau. That's a big thanks to, to Gus Johnson for that. Yeah, Tyron Mateau. Well, Tyron Matthew uh, was recently on a show and said, Russ wants New York, but you ain't heard that from T, quote unquote. Oh, sounds like we did hear that from Yeah, T. exactly. Tyron Matthews always you know, talked about his mutual respect and admiration for Russell Wilson. It seems like the two... Uh, did form rather off-field friendship, relationship, pro bowlers. They know each other. If I'm Seattle, I don't know what in the world's wrong with you to let Russell Wilson get away, but clearly the Jets aren't taking him because they've got Sam Darnold, fat-faced Darnold, as you like to call him. Yeah, those jowls, man. People. Those, those freaking jowls. But the Giants will be in need of a quarterback unless they take Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson to New York is a scary, scary proposition. Well, listen, Chad, the Forbes bomb, as you rudely interrupted with your Walchuk draft bomb in the middle of Chad Forbes draft yeah, bomb. Yeah, but I, I think it was tasty. There's so many bombs taking place right now, and we're just deep in these trenches, and Chad's looking at you like, what the bleep, Well, look, bro. it is Game of Thrones season. All right, yeah, that's a great point. Kanata's a big Game of Thrones guy. Game don't of Thrones? Don't even get me started on it. Um, okay, so anything else there? You got any more Walchuk bombs before we get back into Chad's bombs? No, you've kind of shunned me from giving any more. I saw that look. All right, very good, very good. Um, well, I do want to add one more thing to that. Listen, if Daniel Jones goes to the Giants, I don't like – I like maybe this all gets nullified on draft day if Daniel Jones especially gets taken at 17th overall. No, I think it would be the best-case scenario. And then, yeah, for a Cowboys You think fan, he'd really fall to 37, especially now that we're hearing Haskins? We just talked to Quentin about that. People are talking about Haskins as the number four quarterback now. Yeah. I mean, pretty, dude, if he fell to 13 to Miami, they've got to take him. Listen, I am, I'm with you. If I'm the Dolphins at 13 and Haskins falls to me, I'm taking him because I, I like him that much. But the, the rumors are swirling that he's falling. Daniel Jones is getting bumped up, and it seems to be only because – of a, the, the Giants, and you asked me, do I really think that's uh, the way it's going to shake out? I never said that. Chad Forbes said that. On to the next Chad Forbes bomb. He says, Dwayne Haskins falling is insiders not identifying his landing spot in the first round. He said, especially with the Redskins preferring Josh Rosen. He says, the Broncos are definitely going to take a quarterback in round one. That's going to be Drew Locke. Now, do the Bengals take a QB? They only have two quarterbacks on the roster, so that tells him absolutely yes, they might take the premium player at 11, and that would be Haskins. So if Haskins does fall out of the top 10, maybe 
the Bengals is that landing spot, and I could see it. I don't. I don't know if I'm the Bengals, just like if I'm the Dolphins, and he falls to me at 13. If I'm the Bengals, and I got Dwayne Haskins sitting there at 13, I'm turning that card in in a heartbeat. Yeah, I completely agree. Ohio, I know. You know the Buckeyes there in Columbus, not quite next door. Well, somewhat next door to Cincinnati. It would make some sense there, and I don't know how long Andy Dalton and his future will be with the Bengals. So if a Haskins is sitting there and they like him, pull the trigger. All right, next, Chad Forbes draft bomb. We head to the quarterback project projection. So he's got every quarterback listed in the draft and where they're going to end up. Ooh, I'm going to give you just the just the main guys. Kyler Murray's a Cardinal. Okay. Drew Locke's a Bronco. Daniel Jones is a Giant. Dwayne Haskins is a Bengal. Ryan Finley is a Dolphin. Will Greer is a Redskin. Jared Stidham is a Charger. McSorley is a Raven. Your thoughts? I can see McSorley as a Raven. They seem to like mobile quarterbacks, and that might have been his best attribute. Ryan Finley is a Dolphin. That could be a steal. We were just talking with Quinton about that, and he he said Ryan Finley's kind of his under-the-radar guy. And look, NC State has been... one of those programs that quietly has pumped out solid quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers, most recently Jacoby Brissett. Russell Wilson was there for a little while. Yes, you're right. He certainly was. So maybe not bad there. You locked to Denver, you said? Yeah, locked to Denver at 10. That seems like a foregone. Yeah, and then Greer to the Redskins. Yeah, I, I think all those make some logical sense. I can't argue with any of them. Chad Forbes, draft bomb, continuing. He says, basic public knowledge is the Falcons and Lions are discussing a round one trade. So now, obviously, you know, the Lions are picking eighth in the draft, and uh, Atlanta is picking 14th. So they jump up six spots. He says, if the Falcons player is on the board, that's what will happen. Who is that Falcons player? Your favorite, Mr. E.D. Oliver. Mm. Now, Ed Oliver to Atlanta would be a great spot for him to land. Uh, and they've got issues with Grady Jarrett. Now, Grady Jarrett does not have a long-term deal there, correct? He's just They just franchised him. So there could be an opening at the interior of the defensive line. I think Atlanta would be a great fit for him. I love Ed Oliver. He should be a top-10 player. And uh, for Detroit, they could still probably land either of those tight ends, Fancher Hawkinson at 14, if that's who they want to take in the top 10. Yeah, they they should be able to end up with at least one of those guys for sure. And didn't we haven't we seen the Falcons make big moves up the board before? Didn't they yeah, have they to do moved, that for Julio? They uh, yes, they did. They moved up and they they did that for Julio, and they moved up I think from the twenties. Yeah, they moved all up the way into the top far. ten. So yeah, Atlanta's not scared of that. If there's a player that they deem of the caliber worthiness to move up and give up assets to go get them, they'll do it. I certainly think Ed Oliver is one of those guys. On to the next Chad Forbes draft bomb. Draft rumbling. The Vikings, they are trying to talk themselves into not reaching for an offensive lineman. Say Jonah Williams, Andre Dillard, or Jawan Taylor are gone by 18. Uh, Do the other O-linemen represent any other value? He doesn't think so. He's thinking maybe the the Vikings would circle back in round two and go get them maybe a a Reisner or a, a Michael Dieter, something like that. So, uh, the Vikings looking at offensive linemen. Everybody and their brother knows the Vikings need offensive line help, but they're trying to talk themselves out of reaching for one of these guys if at 18 
three or four of these linemen have already come off the board. The Vikings may not want to do that, and then they may go actually in the first round, go get them one of those tight ends, maybe a Fant, maybe a Hawkinson. As we know, Rudolph is getting a little bit long in the tooth. So Vikings need that trench work. They got to they gotta be able to protect Kirk Cousins so that he doesn't throw a million interceptions and he only throws about a half a million. That offensive line is very weak. You know, they, Khalil never really panned out there at tackle. They certainly can use some upgrade along the offensive line. Makes a lot of sense. Forbes is making, you know, I can't argue with any of these things. These really are bombs that I think could happen. All right, well, let's head to another Chad Forbes draft bomb. This guy's been killing the game right now. Gosh, he's slaying those dragons, Game of Thrones. Throughout the draft process, I've had, talking about Chad himself, he says, I've had Clemson's Demarcus Lawrence as a round two, potentially round three not, player. Not Trevor or Cam? Dexter. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter. He said to Marcus, it's actually, it's actually Dexter. He's an idiot. He said he spoke with a connected league guy today who called him delusional for thinking that he's going to fall to the second or third round. He said that Lawrence is higher on most teams' board than teammates Christian Wilkins or Cleland Farrell. So, uh, and Chad, Chad Forbes is calling BS on it. But he said, we will see. So Forbes, not as high on Dexter Lawrence, but a uh, well-connected league guy said he's delusional. Lawrence is easy money, a first-round guy. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he slipped past the Pats at 32 and, and slid out of the first round. And if he did, that's a dude, man, my Dallas Cowboys sitting there at 58. If he came anywhere near striking distance, take the plunge. Dexter Lawrence is a beast. I think all three of those Clemson defensive linemen should be first-round picks. Another Chad Forbes draft bomb. Right here on the Nosebleed Seeds, he says, twice I've had this level of conviction about a prospect before they were drafted. Ooh, 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 Andrew Luck. Wrong. Ooh, 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 ooh. Mm, Julio. Wrong. Ooh, 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 ooh. Byron Jones. Wrong. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Ooh. Kyler Murray. Great guess. Wrong. Okay, I'm, I'm done. J.J. Watt. Oh. Hey, J.J. And our very own, the other, White Quentin, Mr. Quentin Nelson. You and the Texans are fantastic. Okay. He was very, very high on both of those guys before their respective drafts. Clearly, they both turned out to be ballers. Yep. He said for this draft. You've got eyeballs. I think you were high on those guys. His guy, his guy, Chad Forbes is saying, my guy in the 2019 NFL draft. At Oliver. Devin White, linebacker, LSU. Okay, Devin White, sideline to sideline playmaker. I don't disagree with that. I think he's the best linebacker in this draft far and away. He said by next April, he'll be a pro bowler destined for Canton. Really? So so he's pretty much saying all pro as a rookie? Uh, well, he's saying Pro Bowler for sure. I mean, destined it, for Canton. Destined for Canton. Yeah, he said this time next year, Devin White's going to be destined for Canton. Jeez, that's impressive. Does he say where he thinks he might go? No, he does not. But wherever he goes, he's uh, Forbes is going to back that decision one hundred percent. And listen, I will too, as long as Devin White learns how to get off blocks. All right, that's all I'm going to say about <laughs> that. Yeah, I know he knows how to get off. Moving on. And our final draft bomb, Mr. Chad Forbes. He says, media-wise, the most overrated prospect is Clemson's Christian Wilkins. He says, I'll skip that he's overaged for a first-round pick. Media-wise, he's overrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So How he, old is he? Does it say? It, uh, he doesn't have it here. I'll, just, I'll do a look. Yeah, so you do continue. me a little Google search. 
I'll vamp. I'll vamp. Uh, he says he's definitely overaged for a first-round pick. He said he's not explosive enough to play the three technique or power- powerful enough to play the nose. He's suited for a stunt-driven defense. That player type ain't worth a round one selection. He is 23. 23. All right, and is he going on 24? He will be he'll be 24 December 20th. So during the season he'll turn 24. He'll yeah, be 24 so, during his rookie year. Yeah, so that is that is a little bit up there and again he says he's not strong enough to play that nose, not powerful enough to play that nose, but not explosive enough to play the three technique. So he calls him a guy who has to play in a stunt driven defense and he said a guy like that's just not a first round player. So he's a little bit low on a couple of these Clemson defensive linemen. Yeah, Farrell's the guy to me that I was the least high on. Yeah. Watching these guys, I don't really see the hype on Cleland Farrell. Certainly, he's got the measurables. He just was a little bit of a slow twitch kind of player for my liking. But, yeah, it, it might be a scheme fit scenario. Christian Wilkins, though, Alabama had no answer for him. In the national championship game. Yeah. Like, the dude just dominated me. I don't know how you can look at a guy that just killed against the elite of elites in college and just say that guy's not good. To me, that makes zero sense. I think Christian Wilkins is good. Maybe it is a where does he end up? He doesn't fit every scheme. That's fair. That's fine. He might not be a 3-4 kind of player. But I think Christian Wilkins is a good football player. I don't agree with that statement. All right, well then, bleep you, Chad Forbes. Your bombs suck. And, Waldchuck, I want to apologize for even bringing this to the podcast. Forbes doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, I think a few of those were good, but I just didn't like the last one, man. You don't need to, like, shame yourself like that. Better than quick hits? Better than quick hits? Much better than quick hits. Well, thank God, because this is actually my original content. I didn't have to outsource it to anybody. This is my stuff. This is is my segment, and I'm just thankful that you enjoyed it. You did phenomenal. Thank you, And you certainly look phenomenal. The man bun is on point today. Is it rocking? Dude, the bun is, all the highlights are kind of gushed into the bun, so it's just a blonde bun, and then brown sexiness all over the nod. What can I say, man? I'm glowing. It's draft season. Are you pregnant? It's that time of year. I'm pregnant with uh, all sort of draft emotion. I love you, and I love the emotion. God, I'm so excited. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolching and Eric Chio follow as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft. As always, make sure you stick around. ProFootballNetwork.com, at PFN365 on Twitter. Check out the rest of the podcasts we've got on the site. Always doing phenomenal work, providing you with the best content imaginable uh we teased a little bit during that interview we've got some awesome audio from david Cantor, who is the agent of one demarcus lawrence taking us a little bit behind the scenes of what went down during his negotiations with the dallas cowboys we'll get into that next week along with maybe our very own nosebleed seats girthy mock Whoa, are we going to whip that thing out? I mean, we it's might. draft week. Listen, we might. We all might bets dabble. are off, baby. Hey, we might dabble, so make sure you stay put. You stay composed as ever. Composed and poised. Come poised, and we'll be here for you, taking you all the way to the NFL draft, baby, here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh. Thank you. Bye-bye.